Pro Football Jokes. Make it uncomfortable. Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes podcast. We are here just a couple weeks before the season. Uh, it is August 17th right now. Um, I guess about three weeks before the season. Uh, so uh, we're, we're getting close. Um, preseason action has already started. Uh, how are you guys feeling? Get you guys ready for football? I'm ready for football. Yeah. And made the prediction last podcast that your favorite quarterback was going to throw an interception in training camp and everybody was going to overreact. It's happened a lot already, especially to our team, Carson Wentz and the commanders. Everybody's <laughs> ready to deem Sam Howell QB1. So the overreactions are flowing. They're nice. <laughs> they're strong. This is the best part of preseason because preseason Yeah, this sucks. is really the, uh, the perfect time for overreactions. I mean – Pre after preseason week one, that's like prime time overreaction time. So you know, excited for that segment at the end of uh, end of our pod. Um, so I've been waiting for all week. Yeah, I think uh, what we wanted to talk about today was uh, about some fantasy football because there are a bunch of fantasy drafts happening. You know, both this week, next week, the week after. Um, you know, you want to leave it as long as possible to get all these injuries out of the way, but. You know, less players are playing in preseason, so I mean, if you want to have one now, go ahead and do it. Do you guys have a preference on when to uh, have a fantasy draft? Obviously, I've done zero planning in our fantasy league so far. The first week of September is an ideal time. By then, you have most injuries out of the way. I mean, that week, somebody's going to tear an Achilles or Lions are going to bite someone's knee. Well, the Lions won't bite someone's kneecap off yet, but you know what I mean. So at first week of September... Just as long as you get it before week one. I'd agree. I mean, it also depends on the league. Like in our dynasty leagues, they've already, they're months out at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's different. That's a rookie draft. That's not a, you know, full redraft league. Yeah. I'd I'd say the week before preseason is the most skill. Because that, (laughs) then that way you have to predict injuries. You have to show your true knowledge of the players. To know yeah, whether yeah. or not they're more likely to be injured in the preseason, it just it shows it separates the veterans from the fricky fantasy football I, players. I, I like that, Drew. I I agree. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna schedule our draft for last week then. All right, uh, I think I'm gonna draft pretty well. All right, can't wait to take Zach well, Wilson number one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or the Colts kicker. <laughs> yeah, those would be great number one overall picks regardless so yeah the great great thinking um all right well let's uh let's start with uh you know the most important position in football the quarterback um not maybe not the most important position in fantasy football however um unless you're playing like maybe a two qb league or a super flex league then it it can be more important i think in our uh, we, we have a dynasty league where it's definitely the most important position because it's a super flex non-ppr league and you know nobody else scores points except for quarterbacks so uh it, you know it could be but uh let's start with the uh the top five drafted quarterbacks here we got josh allen patrick mahomes justin herbert lamar jackson and kyler murray um i don't have a problem with that top five i think it makes sense uh do any of you guys have do you guys have any use like taking quarterbacks early and are there any would any of these be one of those guys that you would like to take because um, these are guys are all go in you know top 
five rounds. I uh, I'm a little bitter on taking a quarterback that high because last year I swung on Patrick Mahomes and you remember the Chiefs had that slow start to the season. Everybody, the, the overreactions on them were really strong. Is Patrick Mahomes like done? You know what's going on? Uh, well, uh, I, I don't know that anybody said that, but no, no, but that I got you. I said a lot of question marks. <laughs> See, is he just going to retire from football? It's his career is over. He was horrible. Um, yeah, he messed with my fantasy teams at that point. What I did figure out later on in the season when some guy traded me Lamar Jackson, that changed the course of my fantasy team, and I was in the playoff hunt. I might come around to Lamar Jackson this year and Josh Allen too for you know rushing abilities. Josh Allen's going early though. He's the first quarterback off the board, which which makes sense to me. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes obviously lost Tyree Kill, so he's lower on weapons, and you know, Josh Allen's got more of the rushing upside than uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, obviously, Mahomes has you know some rushing upside, but Josh Allen really, especially at the goal line, that's where Josh Allen makes his money. So, um, yeah, and people are really high on the Bills this year. I I have a little problem with this. I'm surprised Aaron Rodgers is that low. I, I mean. I don't know if I'd put him in the top five, but I think 10 seems a little low for the last season's MVP. I think, I, I feel like, I think you, I, I put him at five over Kyler Murray. I have more faith in him getting more fantasy points over Kyler personally, but Kyler does get those rushing yards too. But I think it's also just uncertainty over who he's throwing to with, I mean, who's going to be the yeah. number one there? Alan Lazard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I, I don't mind Aaron Rodgers where he's going. Um, I, I really wouldn't move him up that much. Like he's, you know, he's not going to get the rushing numbers he got earlier in his career. And I, I mean, you just like add up like who in this team is going to have a thousand receiving yards. I just, I don't know that anybody is. So, how can Aaron Rodgers put up numbers? Um, you know, maybe he will. He, you know, we've uh, he's always produced in fantasy before, but. Uh, you know, he's had two straight MVP seasons. Um, does he, you know, come back down to earth now that he's lost Devontae Adams? I just have a hard time imagining him not throwing touchdowns, like, efficiently. Like, even without weapons, I feel like he's a good enough quarterback to find the end zone. Like, I am the leader of the Aaron Rodgers hate train for, like, a while. But I think, I still think 10's a little low for him. I think he'll find a way to get it done. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um well, what do you guys think about the Trey Lance hype? He's yeah, there at bit, 13. It's a bit high. Some people are taking him higher. Like He's really jumping up draft boards uh, right now. Do you guys think uh, it's overhyped, or what, do you think it's worth taking a chance on? If he works out for you on that gamble, congratulations. Good for you. I am not buying into it. Yeah. He has the weapons to make it work. He's got the weapons around him. If there is one like young quarterback to make it work, I think it could be Trey. Yeah, I will just more? make a make a case for it. So he's obviously has the the mobile quarterback going for him. He'll get those rushing yards. He's in a Kyle Shanahan offense, which you know people love. He's on a good team with good good weapons. He has maybe you know one of the best tight ends in football. Debo Samuel's coming off like an All Pro season. Brand Naik's getting a bunch of hype at training camp after, and he played really well down the stretch last year after, you know, the, the unfortunate start of the season. Um, so, you know, he's in a good spot. And 
if he if he does end up being being what they drafted him to be, then he could be he he, he has that upside of being a, a QB one top five fantasy quarterback type of guy. But what is like what is the QB thirteen? What round is that? Uh, so he's going a hundredth overall. So probably like uh, you know n- top of the ninth round ninth in twelve teams. I, I mean, I guess at that point, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him because it seems like he could almost surprise people, like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Ish. But I mean, Jalen Hurts at seven is a bit high as well. I mean, he's been producing in fantasy, so like, uh, you know, that's that's the thing is that like he doesn't have to be an elite actual quarterback to be a good fantasy quarterback. Um, so I think that's where you can get value. I wouldn't want to take him higher than that because at that point you're you're if you're taking him in like the seventh round, then like you're missing out on you know some good running backs or receivers. Um, that could help your team for just kind of the chance. But if you're taking a later round flyer on him, then, uh, you know, if he doesn't work out, then you, you know, draft Kirk Cousins, like at the end of your draft, and Kirk will be a fine quarterback for you, you know. Any other uh, later round quarterbacks you guys are interested in? I'd probably take a flyer on Baker Mayfield if he's down there at the end. Yeah, I can see that. I think he's pretty clearly going to win the starting job. Like, you're not going to trade for him just to back up Sam Darnold. And I mean, I just, there's a lot of Baker hate, and I don't get all of it. He's playing hurt all last year, still put up, like, okay numbers with a torn labrum in one of his shoulders or whatever it was. Yeah, and with losing OBJ too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I like Baker as a quarterback. I think he's definitely better than you know twenty fifth best quarterback in the NFL. So I I like that pick. I also think yeah, I, I don't want to be a homer, but Carson Wentz right at right above him. I think you know people like this is just the time to hate on Carson Wentz. Like <laughs> it's just similar to like Kyler Murray, where like. Just with the how last season ended with that last game, um, where he collapsed against the Jaguars, and then the off season with him getting getting traded, and the the Colts basically being like, we just don't want this guy, um, and you know, then him struggling in training camp, you know, with all those reports that you know that everybody's just hate loves to hate on Carson Wentz now, saying like he's like it's it they're acting like he's like you know, one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, which I just, I, last year, like, he was pretty solid. Like, he get, put up, he put up pretty good numbers, and, uh, you know, he, he what it was, like, like, 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Like, that's that's pretty good. Uh, I, I think he, and I think he played pretty well for most of last season. Um, and he'll get, he has some rushing upside, too. So, I, I think, uh, you know, don't sleep on Carson Wentz if you're playing in maybe a two QB league or something. Did you guys see the interview that he had where the reporters uh, went in on him? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I know you don't look at like social media and stuff, but your coach has been saying that you've been having some accuracy issues, and you know you've had an up and down camp. And he's just like, I didn't know that, but thank you for telling me. <laughs> <It's just> really- <laughs> 
<laughs> was just not cool. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, Jason Wright called out that guy on on Twitter and yeah, I saw that. Laid into him. He was he was pretty pissed off. Started a little debate. Uh, had Carson Wentz been getting all these softball questions all off season? It's like, no, like <laughs> that was just a, a dickhead way to phrase that question. Um, yeah. There are probably better ways you could have asked it. I think that would have been fair, but uh, <laughs> it was it was no doubt an awkward moment, and you know, on brand for what the Commanders rebrand has been—just awkward. So uh, I like, yeah, I like uh, Carson Wentz maybe as a streaming option. I don't think personally I'd draft him, but it sounds like where he is on the average draft position, uh, he might be available as a free agent after the draft. Yeah, I, I don't think in a, in a one-quarterback league you would draft him as a starter, but it, maybe in a 2QB or a super flex league, like, I think he's an option as your, as your second guy. One thing that's coming to my mind, though, is I, actually we're in a time where there's a lot of talented enough quarterbacks in the league where it's, you you could be just solid enough at the quarterback position and not have to take a quarterback really I mean, yeah, there's a tier of the top five that we talked about, Josh Allen and and Lamar and Patrick Mahomes. But below that tier, you have plenty of solid quarterbacks that can give you maybe a good 14, 15 points average weekly. Yeah, I'd, I'd hope for a little higher. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, usually the case in fantasy. But yeah, I agree that, you know, with the way the NFL is going, you, there are plenty of, you know, solid options and, and some high upside guys later on, too. Like Matt Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk about guys who get in hype in the offseason. Matt Ryan, he can put it anywhere he wants. That, the Colts feel like one of the most forgotten teams this offseason to me. Like they're just in a loaded AFC, and I don't think they're going to do anything. They were uh, I mean, they're, one they're in an easy division. They were one not lost to the Jaguars away from making the playoffs, but uh, <laughs> I know they're good. I just I don't know. Arguably the best care. running back in the league. Yeah, I I, I think they can make the playoffs because I, I could easily see them beating out the Titans for that division. But yeah, I agree. I I don't think they're really going anywhere. I do like you know Frank Reich as a coach, of course, um, and then I love Jonathan Taylor. But uh, yeah, it's hard to see Matt Ryan leading that team anywhere. The Titans, who just won the AFC, you think the Colts couldn't beat him in the division with Matt Ryan? I, I do. Should have saved that for the overreactions. <laughs> I don't know. Are they, oh, who, who's I mean, the favorite to win in that division in Vegas? I, I'd have to it's check. Gotta be the Titans still. You think? I I would not got, be surprised yeah, if it's the Colts. Derek I mean, Henry coming back. Everyone's fully healthy now. Didn't they have like the well, maybe the Ravens did, but I thought the Titans and the Ravens were really close on who had the most people on IR. Yeah, the Titans had, had a lot of injuries last year, um, but they lost AJ Brown, and you know. Oh, excuse you. They have Traylon Burks. <laughs> yeah. Who's Why just... would you want AJ Brown when you could get a guy with asthma who can't run routes correctly? <laughs> <laughs> Traylon Burks, backup receiver. <laughs> he went number one in our dynasty draft. Yep. Which was totally a good idea. I, I don't remember who did that, but 
I don't know. Some dude that's not going to win it. <laughs> yep. If y'all had to pick one of the second-year quarterbacks, who do you think y'all would go with? To In fantasy? Yeah, in fantasy. I mean, I feel like we just talked about Trey Lance. Like, I feel like you you got to take him. He's just in the best spot. But he's not the best quarterback. I agree, but I uh, talked about we're talking about fantasy. Justin Fields seems weird that he's up at seventeen. Like, sure, he has the rushing element, but he's in by far the worst situation. <laughs> he's got Darnell Mooney. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's just surprising. Now, if you want, yeah, if you want at least, well, I won't say at least, but if you want like ten to eleven points every week, Mac Jones is your guy. <laughs> Last season, thirty-eight hundred passing yards, twenty-two touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. He'll probably top that by like a hundred more yards this year. Go for like a nice thirty-nine hundred. In in How the midst of did... like some crazy Damian Harris games and crazy Ramondre Stevenson games. How many points did you get that week when they threw the ball like three times? Definitely less than one point. I think he had like. 12 yards or something like that. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, as another one of my other sleepers, if you're in a 2QB league or a super flex league, I kind of like Davis Mills. So, uh, you know, it's probably still like going to be a bad team where he's trailing a lot, but he could, uh, you know, he was able to, he looked pretty good as a rookie for a third round pick. And just could be throwing the ball a lot. I think uh, Tyrod might be a good pickup, possibly later in the as the you season don't think goes the by. The Giants will trust Daniel Jones. <laughs> no, I think at some point they will lose faith. I, I think Tyrod's a pretty good quarterback. I think he's always played pretty well in the NFL. He has a like the worst luck in the history of the league, really. Getting Absolutely. stabbed that in your lungs by your own doctor. That was an inside job by San Diego's deep state. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. saw how good Justin Herbert was and were like, oh man, we got to get this dude on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Stab him in the lung. <laughs> Chargers fans are probably uh, praising that guy then. Yeah, all well, six it does of not them. work for the Chargers anymore, all, I don't think. All nine of them. <laughs> but who knows? The Giants might get Jimmy Garoppolo. Good. Yeah, possible. <laughs> I think I'd rather have Daniel yeah. Jones. <laughs> At least he can run real good. It's true. Yeah, you could draft Daniel Jones as your fantasy quarterback. Why not? Uh, I, I've done that, and it's painful. <laughs> Daniel Jones, hey, Daniel Jones will probably get more fantasy points than Kenny Galladay. So, got that going <laughs> well, for you. Well, you got to play so. play games to get fantasy points. <laughs> That's just getting more than zero. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Jones will have like two two good games. Everyone will hype him up that he's good, and then I'll watch him the next week, and he just looks like a high school quarterback. <laughs> Absolutely. At least he doesn't let you down like Mike Evans. Though. Mike Evans yeah, has not let me down yet. Eight straight thousand-yard seasons. 
loser. <laughs> it's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on from quarterbacks. Let's move to tight ends. Um, <laughs> what a transition! Let's let's get the 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 less important positions okay. out of the way, then we can get into the you know more robust. Positions. That makes sense. I guess ending on tight ends would be a little. Yeah, that's what people always do, and like I feel like it's very you know anticlimactic. You know, yeah. we're gonna end on kickers. It's Justin Tucker, Evan McPherson, and nobody else. No, we're, we're not Bullock. talking kickers or defense. We're. we're <laughs> If you want to, I I like playing with kickers in defense, but we we don't need to do it now. I'm sure you do, Alex, because it got you eight hundred dollars or whatever. <laughs> Colts defense thirty points in the championship. Well, that was just good strategy, Reed. <sighs> I I was I knew Naheem Hines was going to return two punts for touchdowns. So absurd. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk tight ends. Uh, number one, as always, is Travis Kelsey. Does anybody have an argument for anybody else being number one tight end? I mean, it, I, no. maybe if Kyle Pitts <laughs> develops, like just in terms of points. But no, I mean, he's going to have a higher target share most likely because Tyree kills out. And yeah. He's still, I mean, I know he's, is he 30 yet? Uh, yeah, I think he's he's like 30. I mean, I know he's getting towards the tail end, and he's like losing a little bit of speed, but it's still clearly enough to get separation and to get passes. Yeah. Just don't be slowing down. Yeah, he's in a league I, of his I, I own. And yeah, Kansas City went and got some receivers to replace, you know, Tyreek Hill a little bit, but Travis Kelsey, his share is always going to be like, the Travis Kelsey target share and probably then some this season. And then you've got the Mark Andrews, Darren Waller tier, and then everybody else to me. But, I mean, you have guys like Evan Ingram coming up in the league, so might want to watch out for <laughs> Evan Ingram. I'm kidding. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I think Kelsey for sure got to be number one. He's the go-to guy for the best quarterback in the league, so – Stick him there. Though Mark Andrews also, you know, kind of the only guy there for the Ravens too. So Mark Andrews is killing it. Yeah. So there is an argument there. The the commander's quarterback situation keeps playing out. Maybe they'll put Logan Thomas in a at a quarterback, and then you can get some good. um, (laughs) You just get passing yard points. I think Dalton Schultz is a little too high for what he is. Yeah, I I agree. He was he was the number three tight end in fantasy last year, though, and that's uh, that's surprising, actually. Yeah, um, Who was I'm assuming it was Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, then Dalton Schultz. Really? Yeah. Beat out like Darren Waller. Darren Waller did not have a great season last year. Huh. Yeah, Dalton Schultz had a, a few uh, twenty point fantasy performances he'd get like a couple games with two touchdowns uh he was Dak's favorite target for a little bit there and uh Darren Waller it wasn't injuries it just like the Raiders offense just couldn't find rhythm at times at all and sometimes Darren Waller was like super covered because he was kind of the only guy to really look at outside of like Zay Jones and yeah, whoever else. I'll, I'll be honest. I think Darren Waller is like super overrated. 
Like everybody went crazy for him after week one last year because he got 19 targets and like he didn't even have that good of a game. Like they were just like, oh my God, he got nine. Like, but he didn't do anything with them. Like he had like 100 yards and no touchdowns. And He's going to get that like, every single week. 10 though. catches. I'm like, like why, are you, why are you guys acting like this is an accomplishment to get 19 targets? Like you have to, if he got 19 catches, then I'd be impressed. But he had 10 catches. Which is, you know, a good game, but on 19 targets, it's not even very efficient. I mean, it and then he didn't do anything for the rest of the year. Like uh, that's that's my. Th- I mean, not nothing, but he didn't have that great a season. And now Devonte Adams is there, so I, I I don't I don't want any part of Darren Waller. I think that might open him up more, though. If, have, if the people, are, I mean, they're probably just hyper focusing on Darren Waller every time he went out for a pass. So now they have to. Focus on Devonte Adams probably makes his job easier getting open. Sure. Yeah, uh, this will be a different Raiders offense for sure. Uh, what we've seen from the Raiders for like past few years is, to me, like an outdated John Gruden style. Like they still have a fullback in the offense, which is like it's fine. It's just I don't know. It's it just doesn't run like these you know Chiefs kind of teams. I'll, I'll be curious to see how pass-heavy they get this coming season, or if they do at all. Yeah. Or what about uh, if you if you don't score one of those, you know, top tight ends, Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts, Kittle, Waller, um, what, what, who are you looking towards, uh, towards, you know, the later rounds if uh, the weight on a tight end? I'd take Robert Tunyon in, like, the last round because everybody else makes me sad. Just looking at their names, I really don't mind swinging on Dawson Knox. Uh, he'll, he's going to be higher up this year, obviously, but I think his red zone target share will stay pretty much the same, despite Buffalo just having talent all around. Uh, he's gotten better past couple seasons. Um, I don't know, man. He just seems like a. It, once you're outside the elite guys, you want like the reliable red zone target, but not the Hunter Henry. And I think that's Dawson Knox. Yeah, I'm surprised he's so low. He's tenth here on uh, fantasy pros. That that seems odd to me. That you know he's a you know a good red zone target on what's supposed to be the best offense in football. So yeah, I, I like that call. Alex, can you pronounce the n- number fifteenth ranked tight end in the in this fantasy? Oh, Albert yeah. O, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Albert Oquigbenam. Uh, I think it's Albert. I've heard it like multiple different ways. I've heard like Okuebanam and Okuibunam. <laughs> I I honestly don't know what the correct way to say it is. So I just call him Albert O. That's, that's a good job. <laughs> uh, but I also like Mike Aseki at, at 13th best tight end, but 13th draft, drafted tight end. I. I think that's kind of low for Mike Gesicki. I know, like, there's going to be less targets to go around with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. He'll be the third option for sure, but I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, he lines up in the slot a bunch, and I I think he'll get he'll get the red a lot of red zone looks. I I, I like Mike Gesicki there. Yeah, Gesicki still plays a lot of snaps, and yeah, uh, you know, 
Yeah, he is really low this year, but you're getting very solid value if you're kind of like Reeves thinking, like, I'm just going to wait till later to get a tight end. He should be around there at a time where it's just pretty late in the draft and nobody's really looking his way. Or people just don't trust Tua enough. Yeah, I think I think that's the why he's going lower. But I, I you know, I, if you're going to tight end who's the third option in the passing game, then I, that's pretty good to me. I'll I'll take that. I'll probably I'll show my bias here, but I mean, I'd take a flyer on Hayden Hurst too, just from how CJ Uzama's career kind of got revived from last season. Now he's gone. Hayden Hurst is like the receiving option at tight end like drew sample's not going to be it it's going to be hayden hurst he's taken all of uzama's targets and honestly i think burrow likes throwing to tight ends more than people think and i think hayden hurst is actually better than cj uzama so that could be like a buy low for sure yeah i like that too yeah uh 26 one guy one guy, Drew might agree. What do you guys think about Pat Fryermuth? You think he's like that? <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. Pat's. Uh, he, is this his second? Yeah. Second year. Yep. Yeah. I think, I mean, he's really solid last year. He was like, Ben loved throwing to tight ends, so that was, like, his thing. As you know, Ben doesn't like to throw the ball more than, like, 10 yards usually, so short <laughs> tight end routes were, like, his favorite, so. Neither does Mitchell Trubisky, though, so you're good. Yeah, so perfect. But I think Pat's, Pat's a pretty good tight end. I'm, I'm pretty happy. I think he's still pretty young at this year, second or third year, so. Yeah, I, I like him as a player. Uh, it's just the question of, you know, how many targets are there to go around there because people are really high on George Pickens now. Obviously, Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson are still there. You know, there have been good reports on Calvin Austin too. So it's just uh, it's kind of crowded for a passing game yeah. that's a little questionable. So yeah, you don't know the quarterback, the lot of receivers. That's that's like the issue with Pittsburgh is like you really don't know what what's developing and what's not. So it's hard to draft from them right now, other than running back. Yeah, I would agree. But, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't mind him there at 12. He, I think that's probably an appropriate spot for him to be drafted. Yeah, I agree. Sorry to keep beating this tight end section. <laughs> it was longer than expected. <laughs> <laughs> probably longer than the quarterbacks were. <laughs> Are you sure we don't want to talk about Gerald Everett? Like, uh, that... I thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right we're good all right all right uh let's go to running backs i guess yeah i guess all right well that's so we got jonathan taylor kind of a consensus number one overall uh player here Gosh. um some people are arguing for christian mccaffrey at number one i have heard that but i think most people are good with jonathan taylor at one and then it becomes kind of a mess. I think most people, Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler are pretty much the next two uh, that I've seen from everyone. Um, I think McCaffrey's kind of the high upside guy. Obviously, every time he plays, he's amazing. But there's the question of, you know, if he'll get injured. 
And then Austin Eckler is just kind of a safe pick. Like he's going to get catches. He's going to be involved in the offense. Um, but like, uh, is he going to be the number one overall running back? Probably not. I've been reading a lot of articles about the regression of running backs that score more than 18 touchdowns or sports illustrated did a really good one on this. And, uh, it was last year, it was Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, and James Connor that all scored 18 times. Well, James Connor is obviously going to repeat. So. <laughs> I mean, he could be, there's some value there where James Connor is in the, in the draft, but, um, Jonathan Taylor, obviously Carson Wentz wasn't terrible, but Jonathan Taylor saw a lot of red zone carries and it might be a little different with Matt Ryan in that offense, maybe taking away some carries for him in the red zone there. Maybe Jonathan Taylor scores less. Um, you could make that case, but he's still the clear number one based on volume. Austin Eckler, he gets hit a little bit because admittedly Isaiah Spiller is going to steal some touches early on. We'll see how that experiment goes. Also, personally, I'm kind of concerned about Austin Eckler's durability could just be uh, clear anxiety, yeah. but um, <laughs> I mean, you're going to be concerned with every running back's durability. Like there's, yeah. I, I don't think there's any running back who's like you're like, oh, he's just an Iron Man that's not going to get hurt. Like, yeah, I just exist at the running back spot. I think seeing Austin Eckler this high on the board is a no for me, just because I can't. That's right. And Christian McCaffrey, I just can't invest like that high of a pick into those two guys. Yeah, it just scared me seeing them right there in the top three. I was like, these people haven't even played full seasons recently. I mean, Eckler's been, like, close to full seasons. Like, he hasn't missed, like, a significant amount of time. Uh, I guess, but, I mean, he's not young, and they start to add up. You're picking that high, and you're not picking again to, like, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, but it's like, who else do you take? What, like? I, I am totally for taking Justin Jefferson over those I, guys. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. But I'm saying, like, what other running back do you take? If say, Let's say you're picking third and Justin Jefferson goes second. Like, you're picking fourth, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup go. Even in PPR, I still might take Derrick Henry. I, I, you're, you're concerned about Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey's durability, but you're fine with taking Derrick Henry. He's taking the most fun. It's just a He's tank. One injury. He had like a one foot injury. injury. Like it wasn't even like his knees or his shoulders. It's like, dude, just a tank. He's built for for carries forever until he falls apart. Not a problem. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it works that way. I'd rather have the guy who's smaller and going to be hit less because he's getting catches and not just running between the tackles like Derrick Henry is. Um, so I'd, I'd rather I think have... the injuries more likely to come from, like, cutting, though. It's not like just, like, head-on collisions is where you're going to get, like, big knee injuries. It's, like, cutting on uneven surfaces. Well, like, OBJ, like, open field catch just, like, go, gives out. It's not always, like, through the tackles running well, the, bad. Yeah, but I don't think we're... I, like, I think that big knee injuries, those are just kind of unpredictable. Like, those are going to happen. That's you don't right. know when they're going to happen, but, like, the... The cumulative injuries, that's where, like, you could kind of predict them a little bit more. And uh, the, that's why I, I'd rather stay away from Derrick Henry. But, uh, but I mean, Chris McCaffrey is the guy I would want if I'm if I'm taking after Jonathan Taylor. We've been thinking that, like, the bell is about to toll for Derrick Henry, though, for years. And it's just 
He's almost than, like the than Tom it did Brady. Last year. He's like the Tom Brady of running backs. Where we're like, oh, the, he's done. He's too old. He's had too many miles. And then he's still then, then they have to him off. It's like he just needed an oil change. Like he even yeah. came back by the end of the season. Like he just needed like a pit stop after back to back two thousand yard seasons. He's like, all right, give me like six weeks off. Like, right, yeah, he did he did not look great. Play well. <laughs> he was outscored by Deontay Foreman. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, why want, <laughs> that's why I want Chris McCaffrey because he may have injuries, but every time he plays, he's just he gets like 30 fantasy points. It's, you know how yeah, like, immediately oh, amazing. About David Johnson, like picking David Johnson number one overall has scarred me for the rest of my life. And I just picking yep. an injury prone running back number one overall or top three is just ugh. those games with Christian McCaffrey, though. You're right, Alex. He's going to put out awesome performances because one thing we did learn last season is Chuba Hubbard is not the guy. And he had more than enough chances to show I can step up when Christian McCaffrey's injured. Yeah, it was his rookie year and all, but I do not think Chuba Hubbard is going to eat into any of his snaps or step up into the role if Christian McCaffrey's injured as well. It will totally be his backfield. He will have great performances. It's just that matter of the times we've been burned by Christian McCaffrey. And I'm sure I have in like one of my 20 leagues each year taking Christian McCaffrey. It's just like, just cried wolf, or not cried wolf, but happened too many times. I think Najee would be a, a pretty safe, like everyone in the top four besides Jonathan Taylor that makes me nervous. I feel like Najee's pretty, pretty overall safe pick for like those top five where he's young, has had no injuries, which yeah. the others seem more prone to, and he's dynamic. And Alabama players tend to like running backs have like a off first year anyway, and then they just like explode like Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry. Yeah, it's pretty safe. Yeah, it's the reverse. Mike Tomlin loves using them. Yeah, obviously, you know, not like anybody else's. Uh, you're worried about him splitting touch with anybody else. Um, next on the list, Dalvin Cook. I mean, obviously, you know, Dalvin Cook's good. Joe Mixon, you know, had a great season on a good offense, so that makes sense too. Um, next two, um, what about DeAndre Swift and then Javante Williams? Um, I'm, I like DeAndre Swift as a player, but that's pretty high for him being the eighth overall running back. Yeah, it's just a little too high for my liking. And just do on personal beliefs, I would consider swinging on Javante. Uh, yeah. given if he's in the 20s. Time. Like, I just, I really yeah. love the idea of him breaking out. He was such a beast after contact last season. And it seems like Melvin, well, Melvin Gordon, he had an all right season. I mean, he they were pretty evenly, but I mean, Javante's younger and I just hope they use him more. I'd, I'd like to see him. Yeah, that, that's too high for me for Javante, too. Like, uh, Melvin Gordon still like this. This could easily just be continue to be a split between him and Melvin Gordon. Like, I would be fine banking on that. I like I would be fine betting on that if he was going a little bit later. But if you're spending a second round pick, like then you're kind of banking on him winning that job and getting like you know seventy percent of the carries at least. Um, I I don't know that that's going to happen. It might, and that'd be great. But I I just I don't think that's that's worth it there. 
Yeah, I, and I think I sometimes convince myself that other backfields can pull off what Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram did that one season where you could you literally could have just started both of them as your RB1 yeah. and 2, and it would have just been amazing. Um, you always just hope it works out, and it doesn't. And I think in that spot in previous seasons, we've seen David Montgomery oh. there, and he ended up getting his share taken by like Tariq Cohen or other guys in the backfield. So I think you're right, actually, you know, probably not best to swing on Javante there. Yeah. I feel like, you know, take Nick Chubb, the one spot lower, like, you know, he's not going to, because he's not as involved in the passing game, like he's not going to win you your league, but he'll be a good, like just a good solid running back for you every, every week. For sure. I think that's what you want. I mean, pass catching running backs are awesome. But yeah. the consistency, always much appreciated. I was just say, going back to like James Conner we talked about earlier. I was, I know we were kind of crapping on him for like not having another like follow up season. I think James Conner is actually really good, and I think he might actually have a good season again. When he played in Pittsburgh, like like the last few years in Pittsburgh, we had like a like abysmal offensive line. He like barely got the ball anyway. But I think now that he actually has an offensive line in Arizona, I think he'll actually do a lot better than. I don't think he'll have the same season as last year, but I do think he'll have a great season this year. I think he's just a really solid back who was just not utilized very well in Pittsburgh at the time. Is he the lead back in Arizona? I feel like I'm sorry. Yeah, he has like zero competition. His backup is Eno Benjamin. (laughs) Eno Benjamin. One of the people, fantasy people, were overreacting over last season, and they just shipped Chase Edmonds away, or Chase Edmonds signed with Miami or whatever, and that up backfield so yeah it's backfield now it definitely Good. is um it's just i i don't know i've i've trouble drafting like his he only had 750 yards last year like it was just the touchdowns that made him have a good fantasy season i don't know how much you can bank on that especially if you're not expecting the cardinals to be as good as they were at the beginning of last season I think I view it as if you went wide receiver heavy early on in the draft, this is decent value at running back if you're going to rely on James Conner. I guess. I'm just like not excited about any of the running backs in this area. It's like uh, – Not Antonio pro- Gibson? Are you off him? Um, I, I'd be fine with taking Antonio Gibson. I, I, I actually – I kind of like Josh Jacobs too. A lot of fantasy analysts – hate josh jacobs they're like they're just like it's like mean it's getting mean yeah it really is like i think josh jacobs is like a good running back and like yeah he's not gonna he's not gonna again he's not a guy who's gonna win you your league but like to me he's like similar to nick chubb and he's going like 10 spots lower um just because people act like he's just done for some reason um and yeah i mean behind a worse offensive line than nick chubb so that's obviously uh, downside, but but I'm I'm still fine with taking him there. Um, even David Montgomery, I don't hate. Um, I think he's been like pretty good when he's played. Obviously, just on a terrible offense, so that's kind of a problem. I don't think I realized how how low or how much Antonio Gibson's stock had fallen. Like I didn't realize he's like hated by Commanders fans now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I that. Just I can't stand everybody reacting to his fumble in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he fumbled <laughs> a lot last season, but that's because 
he was toting the ball 30 times a game. <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to fumble a lot. If you are still kind of working onto that progression from wide receiver into running back and your team is relying so heavily on your running game because you don't have a good passing attack going on, like he was worn out last season. Uh, and for him to just fall this much over like fumble – a fumble in the preseason and all that's ridiculous. I have a real quick story about Antonio Gibson. Uh, Tandis met him at work last year, but she didn't know who he was. Someone at the store was like, Hey, Antonio Gibson, or like, uh, there's like a famous athlete here. And Tandis is like, Oh, cool. And then like randomly came up there and was like, Hey, can you like help me find this? She was like, yeah. She's like, I heard you're like an, like a, local athlete like do you play pickup basketball around here or something and he's like no i play running back for the commanders <laughs> it's awesome that humbled him real quick yeah he was just like all right you play basketball you look kind of short for being a basketball player <laughs> so i think my boyfriend could be you honestly <laughs> I don't think I can bring myself to draft Antonio Gibson after that story. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he fumbled so much last year. It's because his confidence was every, every time someone's going to hit him, he's like, they don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> Just fumbles it. Man, softer than Lululemon clothing, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty much out on Cam Akers and Ezekiel Elliott here. Um, Dude, Tony Pollard is so much lower than Zeke. That's wild. Yeah, I take uh, a flyer on Tony Pollard. Hell yeah! Yeah, anybody I, I that takes flyers on Tony Pollard is my friend. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like Elijah Mitchell. Uh, just another guy. Like he's I, again. I I don't know why I always I'm just like I, yeah. I want these just like boring running backs who are just gonna be solid for you, and like uh, gonna get get you carries every week and get you 15 yeah. fantasy points. But they I, I just kind of like terrify me when I'm playing against you. I just start running scenarios in my head that like Elijah Mitchell and J.K. Dobbins are gonna destroy me. <laughs> I don't think uh, it's like I, a boring strategy. I I think no, it's, yeah. it's it's can you trust Kyle Shanahan to have full faith in Elijah Mitchell throughout the season? I just don't I don't think I can. Like I, I could see like a Jeff Wilson breakout game and then stealing the spotlight from Elijah Mitchell or freaking Trey Sermon decides to like show up Please. for one day. And or, or even that's play. why I took this other guy in Dynasty, Tyrion Davis Price, because I was like, who knows what Kyle Shanahan is thinking? He could just like you one day and bipolar just hate you the next. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. But uh, yeah, I guess it's uh you know my strategy is always I kind of want like consistency for my running backs and then like my receivers can be a little bit more boomer bust. Um you know, I can have guys who are going to have those huge games at receiver instead. But I guess it depends on how you build your team. Yeah, one one strategy that I kind of started to like as I did it was taking a few receivers early on. And I had three receivers I really liked. And then I got to the point in the middle of the draft and I saw Damian Harris there. And I was like, you know, he did all right for me a few games last season. I'm going to take Damian Harris. 
But what happens when he doesn't start and his backup, Jerry Stevenson, starts doing really good? What's going to happen with this Patriots team where I don't think Mac Jones is going to progress that much as a passer. I don't think he's going to become a prolific Justin Herbert. But I do think a big strength of this team is their offensive line. and Bill Belichick's going to run the hell hell out of the ball so i'd like to have both of these guys and I, then i started thinking the same about the bills backfield and devin singletary and james cook and then i ended up with uh committees <laughs> as my rb one and two in fantasy and wow. i didn't hate it i did not hate it and that's why um to our v- listeners i made a ridiculous trade offer to somebody in dynasty because i had damian harris on my team i offered a first and a 2024 third for Ramondre Stevenson before my uh, good compadres here talked me out of it. <laughs> but I, I played that scenario in my head, Reeb, so much like you were with all these scenarios. And I was just like, Ramondre Stevenson is going to have three two-touchdown games that I will need so badly. <laughs> Randy, it was just my head was computing so much. Long-winded way of saying, take Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, drink James Cook and Devin Singletary. Yeah, I, I don't hate that strategy. Um, I think that's what's fun about fantasy. There's so many different strategies you can you can go with. Um, uh, like you know, take the take the backups, or you know, take the lower guy, or you know, take running backs early, and then the receivers later. Take boomer bust guys. I, I think it's that's what makes fantasy great. I just noticed something weird. They have Kareem Hunt at number 34 overall for running backs, but he's not even in the kicking area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should he's be able even, to start him as my kicker. He's not even ranked as a kicker. That's why he wants to be traded. The Browns will let him <laughs> fill his full potential. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> moving on <laughs> what do you guys think about Miles Sanders because I've always been like <laughs> uh, I have like I have zero thoughts on Miles Sanders no but, but like I, I am serious like I, I've always been always thought Miles Sanders has been like overrated and like because he's always going in the first or sec, like the second ish round and now he's been moved down just so far that I kind of think he's underrated like he he's still the top running back in on the Eagles right like I'm not missing something no you're not missing something and and his <laughs> stats were frustrating. But something I was noticing in a few of my leagues last season was despite the bad stats, he was on the the better teams. <laughs> like, yeah, he, like uh, he just didn't score a single touchdown last year, which I don't think will happen again, probably. Yeah, I mean, if Boston Scott doesn't steal all the carries and Kenneth Gainwell, and I feel like I'm missing somebody else in that backfield. That's another weird ass backfield. Yeah, it, it is. But like, I still feel like that you know, they could be a good rush. Like he's behind a good offensive line with the running quarterback, which usually helps out the running back. And uh, he, like, you're taking him so late. Like he's going after like plenty of backup running backs. Like he's going behind like Ceh, Tony Pollard, Rashad Penny. Like. AJ that could be Dillon, a solid like, value pick. And yeah, there was a time 
maybe even last year where he was going like no maybe the year before where he was like 18th overall on the projection list yeah like uh, this is quite the fall and maybe i'll swing on him 74th overall where he's going right now jeez yeah 32nd running back that's what happens when you don't score a single touchdown and greg ward steals them all I did really like Kenneth Walker before this, you know, whole like sports tourney or whatever it is that he got hurt. But he should still kind of like him. One. Yeah, that's what they said. But you know, we'll see. But I, I, I'm still willing to take a shot on. Absolutely, there's no way Rashad Penny is keeping up that production. So, yeah, it's like this happens literally every year that there's a running back who just goes bonkers at the end of the year, and then people want to draft him. Rashad Panda, yeah, actually, it's been kind of tame on how high he's going. So at least we're somewhat learning. But I'd still. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm it was Kenyon learning. Drake, like twice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's draft oh, yeah. Kenyon Drake. I can't I believe I drafted him in fantasy. <laughs> it was like literally two years in a row that Kenyon Drake did this. And people were like, gotta draft Kenyon yeah. Drake. Hi. Now, where is he even? He's on Vegas. He's on the still. Raiders. He's on the Raiders still. Okay. He won me the league, our league, the one year I won it. He like went off the last two weeks. He got like thirty-five points, like back-to-back weeks. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what he does. And then yeah, just people draft and we're like, wow, why does he suck? <laughs> he's a beast. Because he's like a third down back every other series, man. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's always going to happen that a running back, you know, the running back's fresh. Everybody else in the league is beat up, and there's no competition because all the other running backs on the team are hurt. And then the running back goes off. Doesn't mean you should draft him. But I don't know. Maybe who knows? Maybe Rashad Penny will prove us all wrong. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, anybody late? Oh, Damien Pierce is still. I feel like he's he's jumping up. For sure. There's no way he's still going like 122nd. Everybody's high on Damian Pierce now, right? I'm high on Rex Burkhead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then to draft him. <laughs> hey, at least I'm not drafting Cordero Patterson. Think Cordero Patterson repeats that success? I don't know. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> Solid analysis. Thank you. <laughs> How about these wide receivers? <laughs> All right, wait, wait. Let me let me just see if there's one like super deep sleeper here. Probably not. All these just make me laugh like... though, because you see like these backups that have really good preseason games and you think like oh the team is gonna transition this into the regular season. I have knowledge that nobody else has, and you pick up Brian Robinson, and then he does nothing or something. It's just yeah. so hard to tell. Yeah, he's yeah, like a hard. hero to the people that play DraftKings in preseason. <laughs> yeah, I mean there there are definitely like some backups here that like you could take. Like Gus Edwards is going pretty low. Like, that's that's not a bad one. I don't yeah. think for like uh, you know he's still the clear backup. I, they did draft. Uh, Tyler Batty or whatever his name is. There's Justice Hill down here for when all the other Ravens running backs get hurt. 
<laughs> yeah, true. But uh, yeah, I think Gus is a good one. Rashad White could be, you know, the clear backup there in Tampa, and maybe could even surpass Leonard Fournette. So I, I've, you can always take swings if you're in deeper league. Um, guys who can, uh, you know, Isaiah Spiller is a good good one for uh, backup to Austin Eckler. So always always good to take those guys. Um, oh, also James Robinson is going pretty low. I know he's coming off the the injury, so that's why. And you know, obviously. Travis Etienne is there, but still like a really good player who like could be ready for week one. There's still potential for that. So um, I, I think I, I don't mind taking a shot on him. All right, but then we can move on to receivers. All right, receivers. Um, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, um Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, all going like borderline first round at least. Um, anybody got any thought? Anybody think those receivers don't deserve first round consideration? I don't know why I, in the couple drafts I've tried, I just can't like take Cooper Cup over Justin Jefferson. I agree. I, I like Jefferson more, but I mean, Cup still like. I don't blame anybody for taking cup first. For sure. Uh, does the addition of A-Rob eat into his target share or having everybody healthy on the Rams eat into his target share? I doubt it. I just still see that scenario happening in my head for some reason. Yeah, it's hard to see him repeating the season he had last year is the only thing. But again, he doesn't need to have that to still be like the best fantasy receiver. I mean, still in terms of upside, though, I'd probably go Josh, uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. What about Jamar Chase? Like, uh, you know, he hasn't, he didn't get like the target share that like Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson did last year. Um, obviously, that can change, you know, going into the second season. Maybe they want to get the ball more, but it's based on like this projection, it, you're just kind of. As much as I want to be biased and say that Jamar Chase is the best receiver in the league, like I don't, in terms of fantasy, I don't think you're going to get the bang for your buck there. Right. Because like, I mean, he had that blow up game against the Chiefs where he got like over 200 yards. He had a lot of games where he was, had the clamps put on him and didn't really produce and the Bengals offense isn't really force feeding targets. Burrow is just going to take what he can get. That's why we had the games where T Higgins blows up. We had games where Tyler Boyd blew up. Like, right. I don't necessarily know if you're going to get, you know, the hundred plus targets that Cooper cup or like a Jalen Waddle got. Right. Cooper cup got 191 targets last year. Justin That's Jefferson absurd. got 167 and uh, Jamar Chase got 128. So considerably less than those guys. Yeah. He just makes little opportunities into big opportunities. Like he's just like, it's not like he, he like, he's For so sure. good at just, like, and it's not like defenses don't know. Him. Like they had all, like it wasn't like the end of the year. He like blew up last year. It's like all year he blew up. Like they knew about him the whole time and couldn't stop him. So, I mean, I think I think he's gonna have a electric here. I don't have any issue with him being three. 
I, I, just, I, have a hard, I also have a harder time imagining Cooper Cup having a better season for him for some reason, but I don't know. I just think at the beginning of the year, it was a lot of people thinking, oh, Joe Burrow doesn't have a deep throw, or like he doesn't have a deep ball. And so they kind of just would leave Jamar on an island because they were like testing Burrow to actually complete these long passes. And then he did. And then they kind of adjusted, and Jamar Chase had a few games where he didn't produce. And then they just found different ways to get him the ball. I mean, that touchdown against the Chiefs was just like an out route. And then he took it 70 yards. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Jefferson, like, er, sorry, uh, Jamar Chase can, like, certainly improve on what he did last year even um, or, or repeat it. Um, but I think in order to pay off that position, you're ha- you have to project that that he's going to get more targets than he did last year, and that's just a little bit dicey. But uh, yeah, I don't have a big problem with taking him. Um, it's just a little bit of a riskier pick. I mean, um, I'd gladly take him in the first round. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right, let's let's move on uh, de- let's to, to some of the later receivers. Uh, also, Devontae Adams. Uh, any issues with him going to the Raiders? I, I personally don't. But I don't have any I issues. Think, no. Yeah. I think Devontae Adams has one more year, and then he's going to fall off like DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green and Julio Jones. Yeah. I don't think possible. he's going to have like these bombshell of performances, but he's going to be solid throughout the season. Yeah, it's like Derek Carr is like a, still a pretty good quarterback, and he's going to get the ball. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm not too worried. Maybe like a couple less touchdowns because Aaron Rodgers just loves to you know force feed him in the red zone, but he'll still like that's kind of baked into his draft position that's why he's going you know fourth rather than at first so i'm fine with where he's going um you know stefan Diggs is obviously good as always um then there's a little bit more of a question mark on receivers i mean all these guys are obviously good but it's just like you know which one do you want to take uh debo tyree kill cd lamb aj brown mike evans keenan allen um T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Jalen Waddell, DJ Moore, Deontay, Terry, uh, Mike Williams, DK Metcalf, I'll throw in there too. Uh, where in this group do you guys like to go if you're picking, you know, second, third, fourth round? Drew won't approve, but I am in out of this group, and you won't approve either because I won't be picking Terry. I'm going to go with Mike Evans. If Tom Brady's playing, I, I'll go with Mike Evans. You let me down. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I can't disagree with that. That's a, that's a good pick. I'm going to go with them again and just do – I'd go T. Higgins here. Really? I think T. Higgins to me is like as close to a wide receiver one that you can get from your wide receiver two. Yeah, uh, I, I get – I mean like a wide receiver two in fantasy or a wide receiver two in Like in reality. your team. Okay, team. well, yeah, that's fine. I, I agree with that. Um, but, but we're talking uh, that I, I don't know if that's good enough for me to want to draft from that high in fantasy. Um, I, yeah, that, that's that's my only. Are you telling me you're taking Michael Pittman over T. Higgins? Probably, yeah. All right, well. <laughs> Your opinions mean nothing to me now. <laughs> I, Reeve, I would right. take T. Higgins over Michael Pittman. T. Higgins is a beast. He is a beast. And T. also, I, 
Michael Pittman's good too, though, and I think uh, you know he's the number one receiver there and going to get you know a bigger target share. Did Michael Pittman catch a seventy-yard touchdown? Clearly, no <laughs> offensive <laughs> pass interference against Jalen Ramsey in the Super Bowl. I don't think so. That is true. Make a good point. T. Higgins. So the Bengals' offense to me feels like for most of last season it would get pretty streaky. Like Jamar Chase would you know, get all the points one game. And then there were some Joe Mixon games. T Higgins had a couple like bigger games, but he was the more like consistent, like 70 yard performance guy throughout the season. And I'm fine with that. If he can, he almost like, he almost like replaced Boyd's production in terms of like, not check down throws, but like the kind of meat and potato throws that sustain your drive. Yeah. Like T Higgins Mm -hmm. was getting those rather than Tyler Boyd last year. Yeah, if you accept like T. Higgins isn't going to be the the deep bomb guy every time that Jamar Chase is, and you're not going to draft T. Higgins as like your fantasy wide receiver number one, rather like maybe that second or third slot. Um, total solid pick. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're going to be like disappointed by T. Higgins, but to me, he just doesn't have that upside. Because um, Jamar Chase is there and he's going to be the, the top target. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously the guy I want is Terry. You can get him at a discount, you know, probably fourth round. Um, so you, you got an advantage there. And like, again, the, this is something where like people hate Carson Wentz. So people are like, oh, Terry just has a terrible quarterback again. But like, Carson, like, it doesn't matter really how bad even if Carson Wentz is like you know a bad real life quarterback and you know throws interceptions and makes bad decisions like he still puts up like I told you he had good numbers last year if he puts up those numbers it doesn't really matter for Terry's fantasy production if he's like his like how good he is in real life like so also might be the best quarterback that Terry's played with yes (laughs) that's sort of my point and but specifically, like, best fantasy quarterback for sure. So I think Terry Terry will have a good season, and I, I think you should draft him for sure. Also, Keenan, I like Keenan Allen because um, he's playing with Justin Herbert, who's a much better quarterback than Carson, uh, Carson Wentz, <laughs> and he will be his top target. I, I don't think Mike Williams – I'm not really worried about Mike Williams being, like, supplanting him as the number one receiver – and then even if even if they're like kind of one A one B type thing, then it's fine because they have like no other targets. It's like those two and Austin Eckler, like you know, Justin Herbert's going to throw for a lot of yards and touchdowns. Y'all's opinion, strictly fantasy. If you had to have either Jamar Chase and T Higgins as your receivers, or Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who would you take? I have to Probably go with the Bengals guys. Higgins. Yeah. Who is it again? The Bengals receivers or the the Chargers receivers? Bengals. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go Bengals still. All right. We can stay friends. That was your Steelers receiver. You got Chase Claypool on there. <laughs> you could take, but I take Terry and. Uh, <laughs> Jahan Dotson. So yeah, I was going to ask you: Is there any sort of regret? (laughs) We're only talking about people that play. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask you, Alex: Is there any like regret 
that you have and giving away Jamar Chase to get Terry? <laughs> well, it wasn't Jamar Chase for Terry, just for the right. Like, it wasn't just a one-for-one trade. What was but it exactly? It was Jamar Chase and Deontay Johnson for Christian McCaffrey, Calvin Ridley, and oh, okay. Terry McLaurin. <laughs> I didn't realize you got Calvin Ridley in that. Yeah, so obviously that's kind of a bummer that <laughs> Calvin Ridley is now out for the whole year. Uh, but that's a good one. <laughs> but okay. even even then, I don't think it's like that bad. I think Terry. No, I didn't know you got Christian McCaffrey too. Yeah, yeah it's like Terry's better than Deontay Johnson, and I I like Christian McCaffrey for Jamar Chase. It's like a pretty even trade obviously yeah. Jamar Chase has more like long-term value but yeah. it's harder Wrong. to get running back so you know and then assume presu- presumably Calvin Ridley will eventually come back and play he's got a lot of time for parlays now though <laughs> that's true he should be able to bet while he's suspended I was about to I say like he's that's... suspended now can he bet <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing not but I don't know has he put nothing <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did he bet on his own game? Is that what it was? Did he bet on his own game? I he bet on the yeah, he did put the Falcons in one of his parlays. I think he did, he but did it doesn't Falcons matter. Money line. It, it wouldn't matter if he bet on his own game or not. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I think they just can't bet in general. There is one guy on this receiver list that is criminally low, and I, he is a complete steal, and... I have to say it now, even though I'm in leagues with you guys, but Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, yeah, the, the Lions drafted Jamison Williams, DJ Sharks back, and then they have Quintez Sivas and Josh Reynolds. But guys, Amon Ross St. Brown's last six games of last season, he went over 20 fantasy points. He was going off every single game consistently. And I don't see that slowing down. Despite this being kind of a crowded group, he really set himself apart from all those guys. And I don't even think you can make a case that, oh, Jared Goff's throwing him. No, they, they developed a connection last season. Like, I'm I'm beyond happy taking Amon Ross St. Brown in the 70s in some of these these rankings. Oh, well, here he's 57th, but yeah. I, I mean, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, no, I, I'm fine with that. I, I don't think he's uh, – I don't know that he's criminally underrated, but I, I'm totally fine with taking Amon Ross St. Brown. What, what do you guys think of Michael Thomas? He's ranked 66th overall, 28th receiver. It's just tough to know. Yeah. yeah it's been so long. <laughs> I think I was that, really into, that ship has I, sailed. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to take a chance on him, but I'm not like, I would trust it if Breeze was still there, but then you have like Winston and aged Michael Thomas. Like I don't know, yeah. I'm kind of interested on on Hollywood Brown. I I I do think that he could be uh, he could be pretty good there with DeAndre Hopkins suspended and you know the connection with Kyler Murray. I'm not not too worried about like KJ Green. Take all those Christian Kirk targets. Yeah, and I think he's better than Christian Kirk, so um, I I, kind of like that. I don't think I can hold this. I don't think I can hold this in anymore. Uh, Number sixty-three on the on the wide receiver chart, the kid out of the University of Georgia, (laughs) 
who has climbed like a hundred spots because I picked him up in a league that I did before the preseason starts, just in case. <laughs> I, I I'm doing my overreaction early. He's gonna be a top ten receiver by the end of this year. He's wow. I, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. And he's he's really that dude. I really think he's that dude. I, I haven't been this hyped on a receiver in a while. He's definitely going to be climbing up these rankings. He's not going to be 150th. For, he's, for, I doubt I doubt he's going 150th now. Like He's for sure going higher. When he orders an Uber, he has to order Uber pets because he's just got that dog in him. He just he's, he can't he can't help it. He's just he's just that dude. And like his blocking, his route running. The dude just likes to go at people. And I think that's like, I really think he's going to be really good in the next George like, Pickens and Drew is picking him. You can Ooh. count on that, folks. I, you can say, I pick it him. Pick it. Tell you what. Pickens. Pick it to Pickens. And then he Drew, comes across I, a DB that to... very easily gets in his head and he gets thrown out of games. <laughs> I, I drafted George. Then throw into a wall. <laughs> I drafted George Pickens in Dynasty, and I traded him away uh, this offseason, Drew, for Alan Lazard and Tyler Lockett. What do you think? How do I get out of this podcast? Is there like <laughs> well, they are How both ranked well ahead of him, so I, I not for long. You're fine. Not yeah. for long. In yeah, the we'll long see. Run, it'll haunt me. <laughs> Maybe, you think he's better than John Dotson, Alex? Because John Dotson's one pick ahead of him right now. I, I did see that. I am surprised by that. But uh, yeah, for sure, John Dotson's way better. Oh, jokes. Um, yeah, any of these other later round receivers we like? I I, I like Elijah Moore. Um, Julio at sixty nine. Nice. Yeah, I don't. I don't want Julio. I'm staying far away from Julio. Do you really think so? I mean, Julio and Brady, would, obviously, it sounds like a pipe dream like eight years ago. But, <laughs> you know, Brady just does things sometimes. You don't know. Yeah, he just magically restores age players. I, maybe. You know, it, he I does. Know Gronk. I know. He <laughs> does Gronk. Um, yeah, who, who knows? But I, I'm not. Randy Moss, too. Randy, I mean, not Randy Moss, like, in the outs, but he was – Get a little older. That is Antonio so ridiculous. Brown worked out so well. At their at Most their full player. strength, at their full strength, the Bucks will have Russell Gage, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones. Late late Julio Jones, mind you, but I mean, these guys. They had late Antonio up. Brown. True. They true. Cameron Brate, that Kate Otten guy, and uh, Kyle Rudolph too. I mean, what's the deal? What gives? Meanwhile, we're sitting here in Commander's World, excited about Terry, obviously. Then we have Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel. and <laughs> freaking Which Sims do we still have, Cam or Steven? Cam went to the Cam. Steelers, I think. Cam. Oh, no, Cam, Cam Don't you have, like, Diami Brown, too, or something? Oh, God, yeah, we do. Yeah. So... That's what Drew, Drew, are you in it on Juju this year? I feel like Juju could have a pretty good year. He could have a big year. Uh, yeah. I never thought, like, I don't know who the wide receiver one is, but it's definitely not Juju. Like, I don't think Juju can be your number one guy. 
I don't think Juju makes like space for himself. Like, right. Other I mean, he's not like a true number one, but like you know, for the Chiefs, like Travis Kelsey's kind of just the number one option, and then Juju can kind of just like Andy Reid can scheme him open. Uh, MVS. Let, yeah, let MVS. I think Juju's know. spot is like a really good two or three. It's like not that like he can't do stuff with it. Like he's never just like he doesn't he doesn't have great moves. His speed isn't insane. His size is like pretty good. Not even like that good. Or like he doesn't make plays for himself. Like he'll be there to catch the ball, but he won't really do anything crazy with it after that. Usually, I, th- I think he'll be like a better Sammy Watkins for them. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I I Sammy Watkins that. had like his own. I don't think Juju has anything that's special about him, but I think he's very solid overall. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think they can kind of use him in you know the way. I, like I think Andy Reid will know how to use him. Um, I was really like I was totally in on taking Michael Hardman late in drafts, uh, but then uh, he got carted off today. So I don't know. You know oh what's... shit, he did. Yeah, I <laughs> got carted off for practice today. So we'll see if he's just out for the season or something. But I was I was so in on him because like you can take him super late and like they drafted him to be the Tyree Kill replacement. And I, you know, I, I obviously it's. It's probably unlikely that he ends up being that, but there's. I think there's still a chance. It's not like he's gotten the chance to actually do that yet. So, I would. I'm spending too long on this since like it might not matter at all. So, but Hardman had a groin injury. It was just a groin injury, and he was able to walk off eventually. Oh really? I think so. Okay. Do you think uh, OBJ ends up going anywhere special, or even plays this season? I think Uh, think he'll. Uh, he'll definitely go somewhere. Uh, yeah, I, I think probably the Rams is the most likely option. Is he signed to them right now, or is he still is he free? Agent? No, no, no. He's a free yeah. agent, but he's like been like linked to them still. Like he's yeah. There's a lot there. of like smoke that he's just gonna resign. Like I don't know if um gosh why can't I remember <laughs> the coach's name for the Rams? Why am I John thinking that? like Sean McVay has like had comments that are like not saying that he's going to come back to the Rams but heavily implying that he's going to come back to the Rams and I mean I don't even think he's going to be ready I mean he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl so right I think he'll just kind of hang out and then sign with them once he's healthy yeah yeah I also like Brandon Ayuk middle of the, the draft there Back in Solid value there. Yeah. yeah. Starting the season in the doghouse. Yeah. Last year. Yeah, last season where his spot was and where he was drafted, man, it really hurt your team a bit taking a swing <laughs> on him there. But I, I'm willing to give him that chance this year again. It's been, been would, all positive. We guess they have deep cast season coming up without Russ. He's at 19, uh, but... I, I'm I'm not really I'm not really in on DK Metcalf. I'd I'd rather have Tyler Lockett like way later. I don't really know why he's going like so much later than DK Metcalf when he had a better I'll season. I'll just say I will not be drafting him in our one season leagues, but I have him in Dynasty, and I just gotta grit and bear it and just play him because I think he's <laughs> my best receiver. So, so on the up. have a good year. On the other end, I do not hate taking Cortland Sutton where he's going. Well, I don't really know why DK is going ahead of Cortland Sutton. 
I mean, DK had like a great year two years ago, and then just kind of so, like nothing last year. Yeah. And Cortland Sutton's had, I mean, this Cortland. past year didn't really do much, and the year before he was injured. Yeah. The year before that, he had a great year, though. Yeah. I mean, it was like almost as good as DK Metcalf's, but. I'd say it was better, in my opinion. It's just the, the, the fantasy minds. Yeah. It's like we cannot look more than two seasons prior. That's fair. Fair. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be more interested in Cortland Sutton. Uh, if, if DK Metcalf got rid of his pink hair, I'll consider drafting him. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally that out. That sounds on like a boomer Davis. right now. I'm totally out on Gabe Davis, <laughs> by the way. I just, I, I don't, I don't want it. But dude, he scored four so touchdowns. Chiefs. I'm yeah. so sad. I was so excited about Gabe Davis, and then the whole world came and overhyped him to that position. Yeah. I, I, he's still going to have some really brilliant moments this season, but I cannot start yeah, he'll, him in fantasy. He'll have some huge weeks. He'll have some of those like four touch. I mean, maybe not four touchdown games, but he'll have some of those yeah, like gigantic ass games. And You can't bank on that every week. Right. I like the spot here for Hunter Renfro. I would take a, a shot on him. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. He'll like for sure. Like he plays like obviously a very different role than Devonte Adams, so he'll still he'll still be soaking up those targets. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was one other player later on that I really, I may, maybe it was I was just thinking of Michael Hardman, but I don't know. Oh, DPJ, Don Peoples-Jones, anybody? 196 <laughs> um, overall. That's... DPJ oh, that's... is somebody you stream week 12, week 14, <laughs> where everybody's <laughs> on bye weeks and injured. Oh, actually, sorry. The, the guy I was thinking of, Nico Collins. I really like Nico Collins. You know, pair him. You know, you want to get the the, the stack of Davis Mills to Nico Collins to win your fantasy league. Just as good as Mahomes and Kelsey stack. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but I, I honestly do really like Nico. Like, he played really well towards the end of last year. And, like, he's a second-year receiver. You know, those guys can break out, and you can get him basically for free. So, I don't know. Why not? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, there will be some times where I might take Brandon Cooks, even with where he's at. Because I think he's still gonna be uh, having decent production out there. Yeah, he always seems to. So, but I'm all about the upside. All right. Uh, anybody else we want to hit on? I mean, Rashad Bateman will obviously be the best player in the NFL. So, wide receiver one. <laughs> yep, and Braxton Berrios. Yeah, tight man and fair. Uh, fair. Trying to think of other random receivers, Tommy Lee Lewis and Traquan Smith. What's <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Lee Lewis? Is he, uh, I don't think he's still. I don't on think a he's team. on a team right now. <laughs> but he was on the Saints like three years ago, so yeah. take that what you will. Well, uh, did anybody see that uh, Deontay Harris changed his name to Deontay Hardy? Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, there've been Why? a lot of name changes in the NFL this offseason for some reason. 
I, honestly, I'm going to just say I don't think any name change will be as bad as when Dante Whitner changed his name to Dante Hitner and just had the <laughs> season for safety we saw in a while. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Robbie Anderson name change. I was going to ask, are, any, are y'all taking flyers on Robbie Anderson that late? No. <laughs> Maybe cannot. just as a joke in I some league, but I don't know. But zero chance. What did he change his name to? Instead of having his name spelled R-O-B-B-Y, it's R-O-B-B-I-E. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. And then uh, Darius Leonard changed his name to Shaquille Leonard. So I, I don't know what's going on with all these name changes in the NFL. But I guess players are just like, I can do whatever I want. So go ahead. Name changes are in. Ocho Senko. It's a good, good last name. <laughs> all right. I there think needs to be a stat uh, on how players play after they change their names. And I will guarantee you that, that every player who's changed their name has had a worse season <laughs> right after changing their name than before. Like my game so is I'll, perfect. I'll work on that or somebody over here at Pro Football Jokes will spend their hard-earned time working on that for you. Yeah. <laughs> Tyrod told everyone, no, it's actually Tyrod. And then he got injured and never started again. It's <laughs> <laughs> Trot. All right. Well, I think That's we pretty much about. exhausted fantasy. We're uh, we're almost an hour and a half in here, so we should probably move on to our overreactions here. So, uh, Reeve, <laughs> do you have your overreaction? I do, and I'm going to take us right back to fantasy. And I was hoping nobody mentioned this receiver. (laughs) Um, So Drew thinks that George Pickens is going to be a top 10 receiver and shock the world. Um, But I have another another receiver that's going to shock the world and be a top 10 receiver. And that is Kenny Galladay. I think Kenny Kenny Galladay is going to have a bounce back. He had an interview where he said he has a lot to prove to Giants fans. (laughs) And he's more than capable of doing it. So... That can only end one way. Daniel Jones thrown to him. Fully healthy for two games. That's all he's going to need. So Yeah, that's, that's a really good overreaction after I saw a video of him half-ass running around a cone today <laughs> and calling it doing a drill. That was being that's the effort around. that it takes. Brian Dayball is going to get the best out of him. <laughs> All right. He's going to make it so he can't get injured. Yep. All right. Uh, Pep, you got your reaction? I, for where my overreaction was last episode, I don't think I have a great one for this one, but I don't think Tyree Kill will surpass 1,000 yards receiving this season. I was, <laughs> I was literally sitting on that. Well, Ooh, great shit. minds think alike, I guess. And uh, I also don't think you should draft anyone from the Dolphins' backfield, but if you had a brain and you breathe air, then you probably thought that too. <laughs> so, uh, and, and also, guys, I don't 
I don't think I can say the word commanders and also call myself a fan of the team at the same Just time. Like, I'm, having team. Really, like I'm having a really tough time talking to anybody else about you know, like nice small talk with strangers. I'm having a really hard time saying I'm a commanders fan. I can't say Just- that sentence. It's Just embarrassing. Sing the fight song until your brain is mush. <laughs> and then good to go. It's embarrassing. I always and just say I'm a Washington out. fan, which is still kind of embarrassing. But <laughs> what do we have to say? What do we have to be fans of? And you can't say Terry. Who's gonna yeah, sell jerseys in this place other than Terry? I'm with you, <laughs> dude. We. I mean, God, God. What are the jerseys gonna be? Is joke. it gonna be like Wentz? McLaurin, I guess Gibson, uh, Jonathan Allen, Jonathan Allen, Jonathan. Chase Young, Chase Young, just, just selling jerseys oh, yeah. based on I that. Forgot about Chase Young. Yeah, God, at oh, least I can buy a Tyree Kill jersey. <laughs> <sighs> just not. I, I'm excited for fantasy, but Commander stuff. Let's just act like they don't exist. <laughs> All right, Drew. Since uh, Pep stole your overreaction, I'll do my uh, overreaction first. Let you think of another one. Um, I think that um, since Traylon Burks, uh, he's having a tough, uh, tough little start to training camp and the preseason and everything. Um, so clearly, he's the next uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. So he's just gonna um, have fifteen hundred yards, be the best receiver uh, in the league, and uh, <laughs> save Ryan Tannehill's job. Uh, Titans will win the Super Bowl. That's my overreaction. Got to lose in the Super Bowl if he's going to be the next Jamar Chase. That's true. All right, they'll lose in the Super Bowl to the Washington Football Commanders, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. All right. I'm, my overreaction is oh, I already said my overreaction, and then Pep stole my other one. So <laughs> I'm going to go to one I already kind of talked about, but I think Julio Jones is going to be, I'm going to say, a top 20 receiver in the league this year. I think Brady's gonna revive him. I think he's gonna he's gonna he's not gonna look like prime Julio, but I think I think he'll be you'll have shades of his old former glory in there for sure. I don't even know if Julio Jones is gonna play. It was an overreaction. He's not going to play. So <laughs> I actually thought about doing it for Antonio Brown when I was kind of <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening to this very long podcast. Hope it helps you in your upcoming fantasy drafts. Uh, I mean, probably everybody in your league will have listened to the Pro Football Jokes podcast, so it'll be tough. But uh, good luck anyway. And, uh, you know, make sure to draft Terry McLaurin, unless you're in my league, in which case you should leave him for me. See you next time. Pro Football Jokes. Make it uncomfortable.